Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. One in two women wear the wrong foundation. Are you? Time to upgrade. Il Maquillage is the boldest new brand in beauty. With 20,000 five-star reviews, their Woke Up Like This Foundation is a bestseller for a reason. Available in 50 shades of flawless natural coverage, all cruelty-free. And with Try Before You Buy, it's risk-free. Take the Power Match quiz to find your perfect shade and try it free for 14 days. Go to ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz. Hi, I'm Remy Casimir, host of How Come, and this is OPP. Welcome to another episode of Other People's Podcast, a podcast that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they create. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Today on the show, we have comedian Remy Casimir, host of one of my favorite podcasts, How Come. How Come explores conversations about the female orgasm. Every Sunday, Remy interviews interesting guests and chat about their first time achieving an orgasm. You may also recognize Remy from the Netflix original mini docuseries, Explained, where she stars in the episode about what else? The female orgasm. In this interview, we chat about our love for the Charlotte Hornets jerseys, her upbringing in New York City, her career in comedy, and of course, her dope podcast, How Come. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the comedian and host of How Come, Remy Casimir. What's up, Remy? How are you? What's (laughs) up? We got into a really impassioned conversation before the podcast. Yeah, like I just hit the button. Like let's let's just keep it going. We we were touching on uh, what race and the Washington Redskins. Just the Washington Redskins and them being fucking babies because they don't want to change their their logo. Like sports teams move all the time. Am I sad that the Charlotte Hornets aren't still the Charlotte Charlotte Hornets? Sure. Yeah. You know, like just well, they are now. Are they? Again? Yeah, they're back. Okay, great. All right. Thank God. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I stopped watching basketball, honestly, like when Spreewell went to jail. Oh, wow. You stopped watching it a long <laughs> like time ago. Like a long ago. time ago. No, so I had this like little Charlotte Hornets ball and I like loved it. And then somebody told me they were like, oh, you know that that's not there anymore. And I was like, oh, shit. Cause, yo, you know but what? Now the, I should have. The colors are so dope. They were amazing. Yo, I just I listened Beautiful. to. Magical. Uh, what was the podcast I was listening to? Oh, man, I'm so mad at myself. And there was a podcast where they interviewed the man who was designing all those logos and uh-huh. team jerseys. Yeah. That same guy has done, like, the New York Jets logo and uh-huh. the Giants logo. And he's moved on to big things. Right. But he also did the, the Charlotte Hornets uh, jerseys. Mm. And he was speaking about that colorway and how Rockstar was at that time. It, I mean, those, um, you know, fuck Jerry, the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even <laughs> yeah. that styrofoam cup, like, is those colors that was like such 90s. Like, if you had like a three colored, like, uh, windbreaker, yeah, yeah, oh, that was sick, it, like that colorway that just, just defined an era. Oh, yeah, mm. I just bought a pair of uh, uh, Nikes, Nike, not Spiridon, too, it's what are they called, but anyway, the colorway is of the Charlotte Hornet yeah. colorway, and I'm like, well, this is too fly. Fashion is cyclical, it is, it is, and apparently, so are sports teams, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi guys, I'm Remy Castamere. Yo, Remy, so how nice are you? Nice to meet you all. Yo, I'm good. I'm so happy to have you on the show. This is like the best part about living in New York. People say, oh, people complain. New York is so expensive yeah. or LA is so expensive. Yeah. But you know what? The beauty of it is you pay for this experience. Yeah, I'm, we have I'm, access to the best. I was thinking about it the uh, other day. Like some of the people I get on my podcast, I'm like, Oh my God. Like I can't, I mean, you'll do a telephone interview every so often, but there's nothing like FaceTime. Yeah. I mean, to be able to watch, uh, so prime example today, I was, uh, I was watching Netflix, you know, two years ago and I met, uh, I saw a documentary on Stretch and Bobbito, the famous, Mm. uh, New York city, uh, DJs. And, uh, they now have a podcast on NPR called what's good. And I was able to through my first show, I met this one guy named Mike Parker, and Mike Parker knew Bobito. And then mm-hmm. this morning, Shut Bobito up. came by my crib and we did That's an interview. Unreal. And then I'm watching Netflix and I love Explained, and I came across you. And I'm like, I wonder if she lives in New York. Yeah, I do. If I do on <laughs> IG, and I'm like, yo, she lives here. Yeah, it's the best. It is the best. Yeah, so all of your guests are from Netflix. <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm following a trend. Before this, he's like, I don't watch much TV. But, but, but Netflix doesn't count. That's computer. You know what? You bust, bust I my balls. I watch a lot of computer. <laughs> oh, are, you, are you from New York? I am. Born and raised. Uh, where, where about? Upper East Side. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I looked at your shirt and I was like, oh, did you go to Harvard? Because I'm like, nah. I know several people that did. No, no, no. That won't me. That won't me, homie. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. So I grew up here and... Uh, comedy was not the the cool thing to do so i didn't start for a very long time but yeah why uh how did that that happen that you were going to get into comedy I, I always wanted to do it like i was obsessed with stand-up since i was like 14 and i used to like download half hour specials on kazaa yeah remember kazaa yeah of course yeah so like all of my illegal remember kids. the viruses oh exactly <laughs> <laughs> remember like downloading <laughs> porn <laughs> yeah no i would literally i still have a beach boys song that i'm like oh wait is this the version that like changes from like <laughs> in the middle and like ruins everyone's hearing oh. in your car. Um, yeah, no, so I used to download those specials on Kazaa and I was like obsessed with them. And every year in my diary, I would write like, like my, uh, you know how you do new year's resolutions. Yeah. I'd always be like, do stand up. But then like, I'd walk by comic strip with one of my friends and I'd be like, Hey, like maybe we should go check up some stand up. And they'd be like, that is for losers. Like never go in there. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, it just kind of happened very randomly. I was starting a company. We can go into this if you want to. Sure, yeah. It, it was a fashion company and I started it and I put it on Kickstarter. And okay. like, you have to do a video to raise money. Uh, so I was like, I could either like be in the video or pay an actor. And I was like, I don't want to pay anybody. So I just did it myself. I started taking improv classes to get a little more comfy. And then I like joined an improv team because I like got into it. And then somebody saw me at a show and they were like, you should do stand up. And I was like, thanks. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I think stand up comedy, uh, two of the hardest forms of, of creative arts. Uh, I'm a rapper. Standing up and coming. We like to Netflix and lay down. (laughs) Well, look, I I, I rap, right? Yeah. And freestyling is to me uh, to improv and rap and be clever and funny and Mm -hmm. witty on the fly. Yeah. But the thing is, you typically have a beat. So because you're standing there, it's almost like being naked. All you have is your voice. Right. You know what I mean? There is no guitar. I love John Mayer, right? And John Mayer plays his guitar. Plot twist. Okay. Shit gets weird. Okay. So, but I, I love John Mayer. But have you ever seen John Mayer sing without his guitar? It's all, he doesn't like know what to do with his hands. Really? you hide behind your instrument. Yeah, yeah, sure. So to be naked and to, to deliver something with just your mic, just your voice is very difficult. 
Yeah. I mean, we get act outs too. What does that mean? Like you can do bot, like, I don't know. You can do like physical work and stuff. Like I do a lot of like, I don't know. Like, I guess it's hard to say on a, I'm just waving my arms around and my legs around, Okay, yeah. but, but essentially like, yeah, like you're, you're moving around and like, yeah, you're talking too, but like you've got physicalities. Well, I mean, I think it's, to me, there's, there's two forms of comedy and my, some of my favorite comedians are ones where it's just, when you're listening to a record yeah, and they're just being funny because if I can't see it, Right, 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 right. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, Dane Cook's first CD, do you remember? Harmful of Swallows? Yes, 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 the yes. The best. And no one, I don't think we ever saw it. Like, you just listened to it. Right. Or like back in the day with like Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. like these live albums. Yeah. But yeah. people watch those too. Do, do you record uh, your, your comedy, the audio? Uh, I do. Yeah. But for just for me. Why don't you release it? Because like, there are people that put out like their like own specials, but I just kind of want like a place to pay me for my jokes before I put them out. <laughs> you know what oh, I okay. mean? You're right, 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 right. Okay. Like right now, I mean, people, Louis was, not that Louis is like the example, but he is back in the news, <laughs> but he like was doing the same set essentially for like 15 years before he got famous. So mm. like if he had put it out early before it was really honed and stuff, he might never be famous, never showed his dick to all those girls. Yeah. I don't know. But, but, you know what, <laughs> but, but, but what if, uh, let's say for instance, what if with, with social media now mm. and everyone having access to, mm-hmm. uh, being able to film yeah. or record your show, yeah, yeah, yeah. would you want to be able to own that content for yourself rather than having someone else post it? Oh my God my least favorite thing after a show is somebody posts part of a joke or whatever and tags me in it. And it's either like the end or the beginning or just the middle, or they cut it off right before the laugh. Starts. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Make me I look, look good. like a loser. Make me look good. Are you my dad or are you my foe? Um, yeah, no, that would be nice. Um, but I think in 15 second increments, they can't do me much harm so far. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I should put it out. I don't know. I just have a, I, I, I think that there's going to be like a perfect order and there are just some jokes that need to fill it in. Well, what was the, 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 you know, worst show, the hardest show you ever had? And how did you bounce back from that? I was booked on a show at, I'm not going to say the club because I heard that the booker was a creep and I was like, I'm not doing this show. Like an hour before one of my friends was like, he tried to get me to blow him for a spot. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to be involved in that. So I was like, Hey dude, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Like see you around. And then he texts me the next day, a picture of Seinfeld on the very show that I was supposed to do. And he was like, look what you missed. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, did you suck dick for Seinfeld? Damn it! Oh, do you tell that bit in your in your comedy? I don't. That is good. I might though. (laughs) That is great. I'll just plant you in all of my audiences too. You'll be my hype man. Oh man, I I love the fact also about being in New York City. The level of access. Like, uh, were were your parents cool with you making this transition into comedy? What do your parents do? Uh, My dad is a dermatologist. Okay, and my mom is a school nurse. Like they're really, they're Jewish parents. So they, they love that's comedy. It's so interesting. And like, I can tell my friends about it, but then it's like, where's the money, (laughs) you know? And I like, let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. Great. You're on Netflix. Can you pay your own rent fully? "Mm, (laughs) No, I still live with my grandma. Okay. Um, Being Jewish is so cool. 
it's cool because like we can kind of hide in plain sight, but then we also have struggles. Exactly. Too. <laughs> exactly. Yo, yo, I, I call it, um, um, y'all, y'all are informants. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I grew up in, yeah, I grew up in Virginia. So I didn't even understand, uh, to me, like what my understanding of the Jewish community was honestly, sadly, the Holocaust. Yeah, uh, sure. Because there's not a lot of Jewish people. Like, oh my God, they're so thin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just didn't know anything. Like, it's almost like a, the Jewish holidays felt like Kwanzaa. Like, yeah, who celebrates yeah, like, that? Who does that? Because everyone's pro- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Not a stint. But seriously, who said that? <laughs> no, I've still ne- yeah, never I don't met know. I don't know if Kwanzaa is, I don't know, any like black person that celebrates it. have like brought it back in the last two years just because they're like pride. And I'm like, <laughs> but do you... <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never heard of anyone who celebrated. Yeah. But that was my take on uh, the Jewish community until yeah. I moved to New York. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, oh, they, they're everywhere. They walk and talk <laughs> just like us. So you know what? We're going to uh, take a quick break. Okay. And then next we're going to talk about your podcast. Okay, cool. Great. All right. And we're back. <laughs> Yo, the the whole transitioning from now having to do breaks in the yeah. podcast is hilarious to yeah. me. It's like this is so funny. Well, I always do like when I take a break for the theme song, like I don't have to do that. I could very well edit it, in, but I always go, "How come?" How? <laughs> yeah, what what is that song? That song is written by my friends Sam and Bill. They're like musical comedians. Great yeah, song. They have an album. They're great. So, uh, how did you, uh, I guess, get into podcasting to begin with? Okay. So I had wanted to do a podcast for a very long time because I've seen several comedians, um, get a lot more stage time and a lot like better bookings and tour dates and stuff strictly because they have big, not that they're not funny, but very much more because they have big podcast Mm -hmm. audiences And I think podcasting, like, obviously you get to know the person rather than just the 15 minutes of your act that you would get to see every night. So people have more of like an alliance to you and they, they get where you're coming from more and all that stuff. And so I was like, yeah, it would be nice to talk to people about something. And, uh, I first wanted to do one about death because I love death and everybody dies, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, you all got that in common. Exactly. Exactly. And then I was thinking, race, talk about death. Yeah. What else do we have in common? And, uh, we were all born. And so that means all of our parents had sex. Yeah. Um, and, and then I was thinking, Isn't that tight? thinking down the, the, <laughs> the sex wave. And I was like, Hmm, cause it was also coming into a time that I was realizing a lot of women were having orgasms and I didn't really realize that that was more of a normal thing. Like because of all the stand-up I had watched and pop cultural references, I was seeing like, oh, women women ever come and like, you know, like you you'd have to be like a fucking unicorn to do it. Um, so I just never made it like a a, a goal or it, like a priority. And then I realized that a, a bunch of younger people, one of them being my sister, was saying that she was, and and I was like, wait, what? Like this is something that you could actually do? And she was like, 
yeah, Remy, like you're being insane. So I, uh, had to be very brave, um, especially cause I'm in a relationship. So everybody's first question obviously was like, well, what's Ben doing wrong? <laughs> you know? And right, I was right. like, nothing. I was alive for 25 years before I even met Ben. So what, what am I doing wrong or what's wrong with me? Um, and then I was like, okay, I'll start. How come? And I essentially brought in like the best sex experts that I know, comedians, like people, anybody who is in NYC, just at my fingertips. Like we have the best people here. Like if you have a question, yes. Um, so I would get them on the podcast and then every episode I'd have them give, tell me their first time coming story, which is always the best and always so different and like blows my goddamn mind still. Um, and then they would give me an assignment of something I would do to make me have an orgasm. So some of them were really tame, like go to your fucking doctor's you know, like go to your therapist and yeah. go to your gynecologist and see if there's something physically or mental, you know, that stuff. Uh, and then some of the stuff was like, get a vibrator and, you know. Uh, who was your first guest on the show? Uh, her name is Wendy Starling. She's uh, one of my best friends in comedy. She's an amazing comedian. And she also, um, she has a documentary coming out soon about her life as a sugar baby. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she, well, what, 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 a sugar baby, what is that? A sugar baby is someone who gets money for sex. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's like a <laughs> prostitute, except for it's more like a. Is it more of like a relationship? It's with, more of a relationship. Okay. And like, so like some of her daddies pay for her rent and like. Oh, word. And like, she doesn't necessarily see them all the time. You have to listen to the episode about all, like for all the ins and outs and the gossip. But yeah, yeah she does that. And she has, um, she used to sell her panties on blind stuff. So I was like, Wendy's come a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And I know that she just knows how to do it in many different ways. So I thought she would be the per- perfect first guest. Well, yeah, I, I watched the um, Netflix. Yeah, Explained. Explained. Best show. Great show. Great show. First, I also love the fact you're like 10 minutes long. Like they're just so easily di- di- digestible. Mine was 18 minutes long. So. Oh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have the longest one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, how did that opportunity come about for you to be on the show? Mm. So that was actually really cool. My sister, who is my co-producer, and she's also on um, that first episode, she was working at Last Week Tonight, John Oliver's show, Mm -hmm. and she had recently quit. And one of the showrunners on Explained worked at John Oliver before. So Charlotte was actually trying to get herself a job and was like, uh, because she loves John Oliver the most, the most, the most, the most on the record, the (laughs) most. Um, but she just didn't want to work on weekends anymore and stuff. And she was like, Hey, I'd love to, you know, work on explained. And they were like, fuck, we're all staffed for this season, but we have an episode that we'd like to feature your sister on. Um, cause they knew about me. And so, yeah, they were like, let's all have a meeting and brought me in. And it was interesting. Cause at the time I still hadn't accomplished my goal. Like when we first set up that meeting, I hadn't come. Mm. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. I have since like yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big time yeah but still listen to you know if you want to go through a lot of girls are now uh like binging them after the explain thing yeah and they've just listened to like all of them they're like i just like i've gotten so many messages this week being like i just had my first orgasm and i'm like sick well it's also too i think important uh for men to understand oh right my because God. it's literally a tutorial of yeah Hey, hey, guys. Well, first of all, sex for guys is almost like a, I equate it to getting uh, eating pizza. Mm-hmm. Like it's rare you have bad pizza, right? Like I, I'm gonna, totally. I'm gonna come every time. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the pizza's good. Yeah, yeah, the sex is always yeah, good. 
Yeah, it's Why pizza. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sometimes you have extraordinary pizza. Yeah. But on a baseline level, I'm eating two bros. Yeah. For a girl, it's like, yeah, the first bites were nice. And then like, it was really painful to finish the pizza, <laughs> but we finished the pizza, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm fed. Yeah. I'm fe- I, I suppose yeah, I'm fed. I suppose. Someone got fed. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, but um, yeah, I think a lot of guys are just unaware of, you know, it's like uh, with any, with a lot of things, it's a conversation. Yeah. If you, if you don't come from experience, how are you supposed to know that, oh, this might be more difficult to somebody else? Like if I met a person who couldn't breathe very well, I'd be like, fucking breathe. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. I can breathe. Like, why can't just breathe? You know? Well, I mean, also, I think sometimes the aspect of faking it. You know, well, it, we are definite liars for sure. But that, that doesn't help the Not overall cause. No, it doesn't. Right. Um, but there's also like these, I don't know. Did you ever realize that men are bigger than women? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when we're having sex with you, we want to make you happy so you don't like beat us up. And I know that like that's really? not all women and all men, but yeah. like there is like a fear just because we are smaller and we're naked right there. So like we just want to like say good job. Like I even feel still in a loving relationship that like if I was to give like certain advice, it would be like taken badly. Not that it would like it would get physical immediately or ever. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not that he's not that type, he's not that type of person. No, but there were I just think men's egos are so fucking fragile. They, they are. And they can <laughs> blow the fuck up and like your vagina's right there and it's like don't pinch me. <laughs> <You know? Yes. laughs> well well I think a lot of it is is just from as long as we have the conversation, like I think a conversation mm-hmm. is just important. Communicating is the only thing that that we can do to right, make like, it better. Like, like I can give you a tutorial for d- ten different women. It's all going to be ten different ways. Like you can watch an explained episode about me, about somebody. You know, like we all have different things that makes it tick. Do you know how you can figure out how to get someone off? Ask them, right? Exactly. Specifically, how are you? Oh, do you like this? I, I, I always say. Uh, uh, if you ask guys like, yo, man, yo, yeah, I fucked her. Yeah, da, 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 da. And I'm always like, well, did she come back? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's easy for a person to come to a restaurant, have a sure, meal. Sure, 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 Did they come back again? Right. Are they repeat clients? Yeah. My friend Emily actually has really funny man on the street videos she does. Yeah. Where she'll go and ask guys and girls different things. And one of them was, oh, last time you had sex, did you come? And all the guys are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she asked the girls. <laughs> Did you? No, no. I don't think so. I don't know. Whatever. And then she goes back to the guys. Did she? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, Did he? Yeah. 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 You have to ask guys. Yeah. You have to ask. You have to care. Yeah. Guess what? If you care as a man. Yeah. You're, you're, a, you're a peak client game is off the charts. So much better. And what you want, it's almost like um, I always tell my guys, I'm like, look, guys, uh, uh, getting women uh, takes a cosign. Mm. Okay. Now, how often do you go to a bar? You just have a couple of drinks, sit next to a girl, and you know you go back and you hook up. Very, very rare. rarely. But when you have one friend who mm-hmm. cosigns, that one gay friend who's like, "Oh, Corey, he's amazing." <laughs> yeah. That yeah. one girlfriend, that sister who's like, "Oh, Corey's the best." Yeah. Oh, then you can get that cosign. Yeah. You know, the same goes when women get together and they talk. Mm. You know, they're all like talking, they're talking, they're like, "Oh my god." That guy, he looked out for me. He yeah. cares. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually have friends when I 
couldn't come who were like, I have this great guy who's amazing at oral. I'm going to send him to you. And I was like, Esther, he's not my type, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, he's my ex-boyfriend. You're going to love him. But uh, do you think that uh, I'm always fascinated by uh, the the world of podcasting because I feel like Mm -hmm. uh, you instantly kind of get thrust into this uh, aspect of being an expert. Uh, in the field yes. in a way. Have you found that for yourself? Yes. And I, similarly with other podcasts that came up around the same time, like one of the people I know has now been called a dating expert. And I'm like, this girl is not an expert. Yeah. She just talks about it. And people have such gravitas. And actually it's such a, uh, it's a problem for me. I love responding to those messages of, I just came. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because that's great. You're welcome. I've done my thing for you. But then I have so many people writing to me being like, here's my issue. What do I do? And I'm like, I am not a licensed professional. The thing that I can tell you is use a womanizer because that's my sponsor and it's the thing that worked. Uh, (laughs) But also like take time to yourself, listen to your body. Those things are not easy to just tell someone to do. Like, especially when you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what your fucking problem is. And I'm sorry, um, but I didn't go to school for eight years. I tell dick jokes on stage at night. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know about my body now, which was the point. Right. Um, and I'm so fucking grateful that it's helped other people too, but it wasn't the point. What My point wasn't to help other people. It was to expose that this is a problem, but I, I am not a doctor. Uh, how'd you get a sponsor for the show? Like, how'd that even happen? Um... How did that happen? I guess I just reached out to them because I was like, you guys did it. I fucking love you. And they saw the podcast. They downloaded <laughs> it. And they were like, oh, this podcast is sick. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how did you grow uh, grow your audience out? I saw today on Instagram that you were like in the almost in the top 100 now. That's Netflix, baby. Wow. You know what's funny, though, is so you're on iTunes. Yeah. So, you know, when you submit to iTunes, it can take a day or a week or two weeks for it to like go through and stuff. Right. I didn't do an episode zero. I put episode one up for like that test and I didn't realize they pumped my episode out the first day on Christmas day. So it was out there and I wasn't going to like not let people know about it. So I sent my email blast on Christmas day. A lot of people found out in church that Remy's not coming. (laughs) It was madness. But that got me on the charts because nobody else was dropping shit on Christmas Day. Wow. Yeah. So it was like a very like happy coincidence um, and lucky. It's also funny, like, damn, y'all are really unhappy on Christmas or like, <laughs> like Checking not with your family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like listening to like come about coming on Christmas. Well, one of my friends was with his brother in church and he saw the email and he was like, and I had fucked his brother and he was like, ha ha, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it's also just like, you know what? My family's really boring me. This podcast sounds dope as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think like I went through emotional roller coasters. Like even recording the first few episodes, like after episode 2 I recorded with this couple that they were just so judgmental of what I was going through and I broke down crying. Like I was like, I cannot I can't put this out there. Like if these people are going to make fun of me, then like everyone's going to make fun of me. And, you know, I got like, I, I postponed it for like two months um, before even putting it out. Um, but then I was just like, it's too important. You know, like if I feel like this and I'm not that big of a weirdo, like I'm weird, but I'm not like you're not weird. very different from many other people. I'm like, there's got to be other girls that you're, feel you're like not, this. You're not weird. You're just special. Special. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so what is podcasting? Because um, you mentioned early that, you know, you saw that it was an opportunity to showcase a different part of your personality and yeah. who you are as yeah, Remy. Yeah. Uh, how has that turned out uh, for you? Like, how has the, the results been? Have you been obviously becoming more popular and getting yeah. more shows? And- yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think it's also helped like uh, as stupid as this is, like help me be myself more on Instagram. Mm, explain um, that because before i was like trying to be like like hot girl you know because that's what i was noticing was getting a lot of likes from other people is like you know outfits and and locations and being hot yeah, yeah, and yeah. filters and stuff and it's so not me and i would just post shit and like wait for the likes to come in and they wouldn't ever because that's not me uh and then when i started podcasting i was like Oh, wait, now I really, and I, I edit all my own episodes. So I listen to myself. I'm like, I really have a grip what, on what who you, I am. What do you use? Final to, Cut. Oh, Final Cut. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm still garage band. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it gets the job done. It's, there's no <laughs> difference. Can you, yeah. Can you fuck with your levels? Yeah, of course. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I just do it because I, uh, I learned how to video edit because yeah. I've been starting to make sketches too. Okay. And I would rather do it myself than pay somebody. I, there's a common theme in my life. <laughs> well, well, look, that, that, that's not nice. Uh, well, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about technology today is like, even for me, I'm realizing as I'm like recording on an iPhone and a ring light yeah. and, you know, I'm starting to edit video now, you know, everything's very DIY. Like, yeah. You can do it yourself. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. a media company. Yeah. I mean, I know some people with very successful podcasts who have the jankiest recording. Like one of my friends records from her phone. Yeah. On the app, like, is it Anchor? The the app? There's, like, an app now. No. Just, just like voice memos? voice memos. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's a super successful podcast. <laughs> it blows my mind. I mentioned this earlier that I was going to ask you this question. Yeah. Um, there's a section called Podcasters Picks. Yeah. How I wrap up every interview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are some podcasts, three podcasts that you listened to or you were inspired by Okay. that we should be listening to? I mean, I love Guys We Fucked. Um, Christina and Corinne, if you don't know who they, they're just amazing. They, explain they, that show a little more. So their podcast is they have, or they, they started with interviewing guys they fucked. Like literally they'd be like, Hey, Tim, we fucked. Want to come in and talk about it? And then they would talk about it from both people's perspectives. Um, now it's become more of, they, they ran out of people they fucked because two of them, they both got in relationships <laughs> for a while, but the show was so popular and they still owed it to their fans to keep going. Uh, so it kind of became more of an anti-slut shaming podcast. Okay. And that's how they branded it now. Uh, Christina just had a guy she fucked recently because they are now single. Uh, so she had Dan Soder on because they've been fucking. And he's my episode nine guest and she's my episode six guest. <laughs> so together they're episode 69. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was really exciting. That was like two weeks ago or something that I was like, oh my God, an original guys we fucked. Um so yeah, I, I really am inspired by their content, uh, just cause I think they're so brave and like, um, yeah, they're great. Um, and then Dan Soder's podcast as well. The bonfire is amazing. Okay. Uh, I listened to that too. They've got, they make like fake advertisements and shit and they've got segments and they do a lot of voices and stuff. And I do a lot of voices in my standup. So that's great for me. Um, and then Mark Normand, who's also on, uh, Dan's episode, episode nine, has a podcast called Tuesdays with Stories okay. um, that he hosts with Joe List. And it's another comedy podcast. And they just tell hilarious stories. And they're just off the cuff, amazingly hilarious humans. And you're like, oh, fuck, I want to hang out with you. <laughs> and I think that's what a good podcast is. It's just somebody keeping you company when you have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> For someone who didn't listen to a lot of podcasts, sure came up with three like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, because they're, <laughs> they're the ones that, I mean... 
that I've had on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the, the last thing I want to ask you uh, uh, on the show is um, why, why do you podcast? I honestly wanted to end it after I came. And now that I have so many people who are saying that they relate so much to what I was talking about or like even like what my what are my guests are talking about or like topics that we bring up they're like oh my god you touched on this and like I'm a trans man and I have trouble with this and I'm like holy shit I didn't even realize that could like relate to so many different people so now I kind of I feel so like embraced by the fans that I feel like so much less of a weirdo um that I want to make other people feel like less of a weirdo so I can just keep rolling out topics and people that other people can relate to and empathize with and like aspire to be like, I think that would be really great. Um, so that's what keeps motivating me and money on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Pay me motherfuckers. Pay me. <laughs> Remy Casimir. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This is a blast. You're the best. You're the best. all so much again for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest Remy Casimir be sure to check out her dope show How Come by clicking the link in the description of this episode this episode was mixed by Mark Bird music for this episode was produced by Richard Quake before we get out of here be sure to check out my other podcast Silent Giants which highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture I'll have a link to that provided for you as well in the description of this episode I'm your host, Corey Cambridge, signing off. Till next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.